asking people to worship a zombie and trust you that there are sky fairies who will make everything wrong for all the people who hurt us in our life. Now, if you want to do that, fine. Oh, wow. This is a university professor giving these arguments. This debunking video is going to be good. I mean, I literally can't believe that this man is a professor teaching our kids and he has arguments like this. Wait till you see this video. Wait till you see what he has to say against God, against the Catholic Church, and just against religion in general. This is so magnanimously shallow. It's no wonder that so many of our kids today are brainwashed when they go off to colleges and universities. But let's see what this man has to say. You say that because Eve ate that apple, women have to suffer horribly in childbirth and are not allowed to enjoy sex because of that stupid one little thing that God dared her to do and had a serpent there to back it up. Okay, so at that point, Christ gave his life for our sins, right? That's a human sacrifice. And when you eat the wafer and drink the wine, you are eating your sacrifice, which is not the way the Hebrews did it. You're not supposed to do that, okay? So you're already violating the rules in your own book asking people to worship a zombie and trust you that there are sky fairies who will make everything wrong for all the people who hurt us in our life. Now, if you want to do that, fine. I accept that. Science tells me one thing. Religion is kind of like a drug, okay? A little pot is great. A lot of pot is too much. A little religion helps people and makes them feel better, gives them strength for life. That is great. A lot a lot makes them go raping and pillaging through the countryside, murdering, stabbing and hewing, launching crusades. Wow, this man was vomiting his issues, his emotional issues on this poor pastor. My first reaction when I heard this professor was like, I wish I was there to set this man straight. I would just tear apart every single argument he gave because everything that came out of his mouth was wrong. Now, I don't need to, of course, because that pastor is very good at what he does. He answers people all across the country. He's excellent. And I know that he answered that uh, man and he, he did it in his full YouTube video. Um, he's excellent. And I've seen him live in person. But every single argument that this professor, professor gave is like a childish argument that doesn't even seem to want to grapple with the facts. It doesn't even attempt to have an intellectual discussion. He seems just to have issues that really he's yelling and screaming out at this pastor secretly. Let me give an example of what I mean. I had a, the same conversation with a man in Texas who was an atheist, and he called me to try to get proof for the existence of God. Every time I tried to give him proof for the existence of God, he would cut me off and yell and scream and say, God can't exist. The church is evil because of this. And that went on for 45 minutes. After like 10 minutes of just trying to talk, I just stopped. And I just let him vent because I realized that his arguments were, this was not really his issue. He had major emotional issues. There was something really bothering him, and he just couldn't help but vomit and vent it out with vehemence toward me. So I just listened for 45 minutes. And at the end of that time, he's like, are you going to answer me? I said, yeah, you're going to listen? <laughs> and he said, yeah, yeah, sorry. And so I ended up giving him really deep, good proofs for the existence of God. And he said, okay, a lot of that makes sense. And after another 45 minutes of me explaining it all to him, he said, Brian, 
that all makes sense. And some of it went over my head, but can I tell you my real problem? Can I tell you my real issue with God? Can you help me with that? Wow, it took an hour and a half to get to his real issue. None of this other stuff was his issue. They were all smoke screens, all the crusades and, and God and no arguments and science and this. None of that mattered to him. Only one thing mattered. But all of these other things were like leaves on a tree. Same thing with this university professor. He has something that is bothering him deeply and he doesn't know how to deal with it or just doesn't like it. Maybe it's a lifestyle he wants to live that God's not letting him live and he's mad at God and he's pretending God doesn't exist. And we know that this is emotional with him and not intellectual for four reasons. One, because he's arching back and forth and he can't stop moving and just have a normal conversation. He can feel the, the seething hatred and anger behind him. It's literally seething out of him. Number two, because he's so aggressive, he's pointing his finger at this pastor the whole time as if the pastor's a child. Back and forth, he's lecturing him as if he's a little child who doesn't know anything and needs to be lectured and needs to have this big disciplinary uh, time, this discipline. And so he's pointing the finger at him and he's treating him like a child, even though he's a pastor. Third, because as we saw at the beginning of this video, he engages in silly straw man arguments like Jesus being a zombie and God being a sky fairy and other such things, which tells me that he's not willing to grapple with the facts of what we actually believe, which means he doesn't actually care what we believe. He just wants to attack God. He wants to attack attack religion. He wants to attack the faith to justify whatever he is going on inside of him that he wants to justify. He doesn't care about facts. He just is trying to work something out or maybe justify him walking away from God. And number four, he's using words like stupid. Oh, it's so stupid. Like what college professor speaks like a high school student? None that wants to have an intellectual conversation, but clearly this guy has some emotional issues, so say a prayer for him. And so, I mean, we're going to deal with his arguments anyways, because many people who have walked away from the church, many people have walked away from God, many people use these arguments even though they're really bad and poor excuses for living a life that's not godly. So let's answer his claims. First, he says that Eve ate the apple. Wrong. The Bible says nothing about an apple. The Bible says she ate the fruit of the tree. It never says it was an apple, an orange, a banana, or anything else. It just says the fruit of the tree. So that's a mistake, a common mistake based on art. And yes, women do have birth pains. They have since the beginning of time. But it's not because God dared Eve to eat from the tree. I mean, how can any sane person <laughs> get that interpretation from the text, if we're trying to be intellectually honest. So God never dared them. What God did do is give them a garden full of luscious and lavish trees, all of which would make them happy for the rest of eternity, including a tree, which was the tree of life that would help them to have eternal life and live forever. What God said to do is just not to eat from one tree, but you can enjoy the paradise that I gave you because I love you. So they would not have even thought of eating from this tree, most likely, if it wasn't for the devil who crept into the garden. And this leads to the next point, was that God dared her to do it and had the serpent there to back it up. I don't think he's actually read the text of Genesis. I think he's only heard the stories because the text of Genesis that says that the devil, the serpent, crept 
into the garden, meaning he wasn't supposed to be there, meaning God didn't want him to be there, meaning God gave Adam only two commands, and one of those commands was to protect the garden. From who? The devil. And so the devil crept into the garden against God's will, and he tempted Adam and Eve. Probably, Adam and Eve probably would have never thought of that tree in their lifetime, and the only reason they did is because the devil put it in their mind to think of this when he said, did God really say that you can't eat from this tree? So the fact that this guy's trying to assert that God's using the devil and weaponizing him to make sure that Adam and Eve eat the fruit that he dared them not to, it's just kind of silly and not worth responding to any deeper than that. The one thing that he said was correct in this video, the one thing was that Christ gave up his life. But then he said it's a human sacrifice, which it is, but there are qualifications and nuances to this. First, Jesus was God. He wasn't just a human. He was God who took on a human nature. He assumed a human nature. Second, this sacrifice wasn't absolutely needed or demanded by God. Jesus didn't have to necessarily die that way. He chose to. He freely chose to give up his life out of love for us. That's what it says in John chapter 10. Nobody takes my life from me. I give it up freely out of love for you as a gift. So this is monumentally different, and this is the third point, that if you look at the ancient uh, civilizations, say like the Mayans, yes, they had human sacrifice, but they took people's lives who were innocent, and they killed them, and they sacrificed them to their gods to appease their gods and blood and all of that sort of thing. Totally different here because Jesus didn't have his life taken unjustly, meaning like God didn't put him there unjustly. Jesus himself freely chose to give up his life for us so that we could find forgiveness of sins through him and so we could go to heaven. Then he goes on to say that when we receive Holy Communion, we are eating our sacrifice, which goes against the Bible. The Hebrews did not do this, he said. So he was so adamant that the Hebrews did not do this. He said, we are violating the rules of our own book, a book that it doesn't sound like he's ever read, ironically, and because he didn't back it up with any facts. But the facts are, number one, we're not Hebrews, we're Christians, although some Christians could be Hebrews, but we're not Hebrews, we're Christians. Second of all, Hebrews absolutely did eat their sacrifices. How can he say they didn't? They absolutely did. All he needed to do was open up the Bible, our book, and look in Exodus chapter 12, which talks about the story of Passover and the sacrifice that God commanded. Not only did he demand the sacrifice, killing of the lamb, not only did he demand putting the blood on the lentils of the doors and the doorposts, but he also demanded that they eat the flesh of the roasted lamb. Just so you don't think I'm making this up, I'm going to read to you a very short clip. Listen to what it says. They shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lentils of the houses where they eat it. Eat it. <laughs> they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. You shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. I mean, how many times did they say they eat it just in that one small section? Clearly, this guy doesn't care about facts. 
Clearly, he hasn't done any research. Clearly, he hasn't fact-checked any of his own claims to see if they're true. And it's so sad. I want to apologize to all the parents out there who have kids in colleges nowadays, especially secular universities, that have to put up with professors like this constantly, which is why it's so important that we raise our kids not only in the faith, but raise them with apologetics to be able to defend their faith and to answer claims and charges like this. And this is exactly why Catholic Truth exists. The next part of his rant goes on to say that we are asking people to trust in a zombie and to believe that there are sky fairies. But no, we're not. <laughs> we're asking people to trust in Jesus Christ and in God, singular, not plural. So this guy's wrong on many accounts. Now, does anybody who has any semblance of wanting to have a serious conversation, would anyone who's using an intellectual argument say that Jesus is a zombie? I mean, seriously, that's what children use. That's what really extremist, on-the-fringe atheists use. And not even many of them. But yet, this is the argument that this man is employing. Now, this argument and the Sky Fairy argument doesn't really merit the dignity of a response. It's just so silly and nonsensical. But let me just say real briefly that if anyone knows what a zombie is, a zombie is a creature, usually, well, always, fiction. It's a fictional creature with no soul and no mind, typically bitten by another creature and then infected themselves and kind of devolving into a gruesome, disgusting, distorted version of a creature, which then becomes evil and goes out to kill everyone else around them. I mean, literally, does anybody think that's like Jesus Christ or the story of the resurrection? No, it's nonsense. It's silly. It's not even worth responding to. And yet this is the argument that this guy is giving. Again, he doesn't care about facts or he wouldn't be giving these lame arguments. He's only trying to vent his hatred for God, his hatred for the church, and his hatred for the fact that he can't live the lifestyle that he wants to live or he's trying to justify himself walking away from God or something like that. That's what's underlining all of these. Lastly, he goes on to misuse and mischaracterize science. Science of all things. Science does not say that a little religion is okay. That's what this man says. A little religion. Science tells me that a little religion is okay, but a lot of it, a lot of religion is destructive and harmful, and it leads to crusades, and launching crusades, and wars, and pillaging, and murdering. Science has never said that. Science does not say that. This is a common atheist claim. He's just parroting nonsense atheists. Like, the world would be a better place without religion. Religion is the cause of all war and violence in the world. The more religious you are, the more you're about to go launch a crusade or blow up a World Trade Center because religion is bad. So the more you get it, the more you become a fundamentalist. Little does he know that the opposite is true. Mother Teresa never launched a crusade, and she was very religious. Pope John Paul II, Padre Pio, the Dalai Lama. The more religious these people get into their faith, most times, the more peaceful they come, the more loving they come. Yes, there are extremists in every religion and non-religions, but most people in every religion are good. They start hospitals, orphanages, they're firefighters, they're good people like you and me who try to make the world a better place because they're virtuous and they want to live for God and do what's right and avoid what's wrong. Lastly, 
I mean, we have a whole video on this and it's called, is religion more violent? Does religion make you violent? We'll link it here at the very end of this and below in the description section, which goes into a lot more detail. But the bottom line is he's ignoring the fact that there is far more violence, far more warfare, far more murder, far more all of those things and non-religious people and regimes and societies. In fact, if you look at just some of the common atheistic regimes like Pol Pot or Fidel Castro or uh, Mao over in China or Stalin in Russia, take Stalin alone. He killed 20 million of his own people. And if you study the statistics, which this man has never done, you will see that Stalin killed more people by himself than all religious wars in the history of the world. That's not even saying anything about Mao who killed 70 million people or Fidel Castro or Pol Pot who wiped out a fifth of his country's population. A fifth. I mean, these people were crazy and I've just named five people and the bloodshed and the, the high body counts are infinitely higher than religion. Yes, there are some religions which are violent, like Islam, but the majority of the world's religions are not Islam, but yet what atheists try to do is make them all that. Everybody's this. If you become religious, this is what you become. No, you don't. No, you don't. Look at all the religious people who go to church on Sundays. They would never dream of doing that. Look at all the religious people who become priests, popes, saints, preachers. They don't do anything like that. The fact is that when you don't have religion and you don't have morals, you're much more likely to have these atrocities happen. This man has no good arguments. Every single thing that came out of his mouth, except one thing, was false. It reminds me of the video we did on our channel by Glenn Beck, who had one paragraph of grievances against the Catholic Church, and every single word that came out of his mouth was false. I mean, literally, it was so bad. It reminds me of that. I'll link that if you, that sounds like something you'd be uh, interested in watching as well. But please, please realize that men like this need to be prayed for. They need to vent. I mean, if I was with this guy, I would let him vent for probably an hour. Just let him get all of it out. And then hopefully, you know, once all the poison's out, we could have an intellectual discussion. You know, I could say, you know, what's your real issue? What are you really struggling with? You know, what is your perception of God? And that sort of thing. Bottom line, though, please, please share this with everybody in as many platforms and as many people as possible. So many people have left the church. Please share this video with them. So many youth have left the church. Please share this video with them. Please share all of our videos with them because they undo the lies that so many people believe, that so many people want to believe, but that aren't true. And so many people are coming back once they know the truth. Because Jesus himself said, it's the truth that sets you free. So please, please like, share this video. Please leave a comment. All these things help to make more these videos more popular, which help more people to see them, which help more souls to be saved, and on and on. You help us with that. And also, please, if you have any questions, please leave them in the description section below or See the description section and click the link there where you can email us directly and ask your questions. If you would like a retreat speaker, if you would like to follow us on social media, all down below. Thanks for watching and God bless.